Hey everyone, welcome back to the conversation. Man, it's been a while since we've done one of these, but we had it on our hearts to come back together around the dining room table, get the mics out, and record a special conversation for you guys. And man, it was a it was a breath of fresh air. It was really exciting because we had the opportunity to talk about faithfulness and the impact that it's had on our lives. And we just wanted to share our thoughts and what Holy Spirit has been showing us regarding faithfulness. So hope you're encouraged by this. Hope you're having an incredible day and keep on the lookout for more conversations coming in the near future. All right. Love you guys. Let's jump in. Mm, oh, well, all this said on it was Maria. So. Oh, yeah. I understand. Maria Von Trapp. They're just not getting it. But okay. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the conversation. Now, who are you? It's been so long. I know. I am Becca Johnson, your host. Welcome. Oh, Oh, she's now hosting us. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. So, are we the special guest since you're the host? Welcome. Freddie's breath. We're just special guests. Freddie's the fifth fifth person at the table. For those that didn't know, my dog was sprayed by a skunk about a week and a half ago. No, a week and two days. Sprayed in the mouth. It was March 9th at 8.31 (laughs) in the evening on your father's 54th birthday. How old is your husband? (laughs) As old as Freddie's breath smells right there. Yeah. But praise the Lord, we didn't have to move out, and um, it's. it's <laughs> but we are moving out anyway. <laughs> all right, all right. Eventually, all right. So, what, hostess, what are we going to get into here? Because do this. I just drank a smoothie and I'm freezing. And I'm ready to go. <laughs> well, Phil Johnson, Nicole Johnson, Zach Johnson. Our topic today is the topic of faithfulness. Boom. Bam. Faithfulness. <laughs> faithfulness. So we were talking last night in V Group about, um, well, actually a bunch of different topics, but faithfulness was brought up and it was like, wow, this we could talk about for five hours. <laughs> it was mm. so good. I'm yeah. um, talking everything about um, what it means to serve another person's vision when you have a vision inside of you burning um, and you're ready to jump into it to millennial faithfulness our generation, um, what that looks like and how God sees faithfulness and the rewards that can be ours if we are faithful. And then, um, I love dad, how you brought up Ruth. And so we can cover some of that as well, but let's go for it. Well, as far as, um, you know, serving another person's ministry or their vision Mm -hmm. before your desires um your dad and i have done that for many many years um actually all of my life i i guess i've done that because uh my father uh is a visionary Mm -hmm. and he was always just dreaming and god was downloading and and my mom and sisters and i we would hear his visions and dreams and we would we would make them happen because most of the time visionaries need boots on the ground yeah because they have the wings And mm-hmm. they're, or, or as Bob Goff would say, he, they, they're, they're, the, they're the string to the balloon. Yeah. You know, I love that. <laughs> and so, um, you know, my dad was always out, out in the head, but we were making it ha- come, come, to, come to fruition. And you need, you need both of it. Yeah. 
but through that faithfulness of time and time again, um, and it wasn't a drudgery. It was just being faithful every day. That's another question that came up last night. You know, what yes. does it look like? And I said, yeah. it's you get up every day, you brush your teeth, you comb your hair, you do the day. Mm-hmm. And you, you're obedient that day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then here I am personally in my life, 50 some years later, and I'm, I still feel like I'm in that role. I don't think you ever leave mm-hmm. that role. That's mm-hmm. your heart. The role is how can I help? How yeah. can I assist? How can I make yes. it happen for you? Mm-hmm. And then and then I look at my life and I go, oh my word, look at everything God's done. Mm-hmm. I've not missed out on one thing. Every desire that he's put in my heart has come to pass. Yeah. And God will continue to put those desires. I mean, my life's not done. Mm-hmm. I'm halfway there. Mm-hmm. And the first 50 was a was a given. The next 50 is on purpose kind of thing. It, that, yeah. That's my motto when I turn 50. Yeah. And so there's more to come. And that's why it's get up every day, brush my teeth, comb my hair. Okay, Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. what are we doing today? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, what are the, I think, oh, sorry, I think people on. avoid the mundane. That sounds mundane to them, doing the same thing over and Life over. Life is and not over. spectacular. <clears throat> no. And, and I read. <laughs> yes, I it re- is. The spectaculars <laughs> to you sevens out there, they do happen and you can yes. make it spectacular. Yes. But it is the perceived mundane. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's how I meant to say that. Yeah, Thanks for yeah. helping me. The So Terry Savelfoy wrote a book, you know, five things that successful people do slow, before Slow down. Your mouth is frozen. My so mouth's frozen. Say that again. So, <laughs> so Terry, who, Terry who? Savelfoy wrote a book called five things that successful people do before 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. And, and it's the same five things that they do mm-hmm. every single morning mm-hmm. over and over and over. But, what she found, and what I know many su- successful people have found, is that it's the power of consistency yeah. and being consistent. And think about it this way. You know, I know we, we've served people for a long time. We've served other people's dreams and other people's ministries. And it's been amazing. And now God has brought us to a place where now we are the under-shepherds you know, of a work that he start, helped us start here in Springdale and caused us to start. And and told us to start. <clears throat> told, but, <laughs> but we are still in that place of under, mm-hmm. of second, of... We're stewarding his, yeah, his we, vision. Because yeah. you're responsible right. at mm-hmm. a smaller level for X, and then as you're faithful to that, you get... A bigger X, you know, mm-hmm. and the X keeps getting bigger and bigger, but you don't ever come to that place of, you know, that you're not under God. And in Colossians three twenty three and 24, it says, and whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord, not to man, Yeah, knowing that from the Lord, you will receive the reward of the inheritance for you serve the Lord Christ. I mean, we serve Jesus. We serve, we serve man if we're working for a man, but we serve God above, it's a greater um, yeah. audience that we want to impress. Mm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and give our best for. So yes. it's important. Faithfulness is, I think, a, a very small thing to a lot of people, but it's huge mm-hmm. in, its, in, in what it produces. Mm-hmm. I read this, reward. Yeah, I read this quote today, and then, Zach, you can hit on millennial... Um, you know, trends and then how to be faithful as a millennial. And this quote was so good though. It said, if we do the little things like they are big things, then God will do the big things like they are little things. Come on. And wow. I was like, yeah. Ooh. and yeah. so it is those, 
seemingly mundane looking things that can be you know mm-hmm. little right. things but it's right. like if we do them like big things yeah. god will do big things like they're little things come on that's and i was so like good. yeah so good <clears throat> that's so, rich zach go for it no yeah i i, I mean because <clears throat> like our generation is very much focused on um you know the what's next what's next what's next what's after this how much can i accomplish yeah. um and how much can i fit in a day right yeah. and and it's like and we were asked that so much exactly and 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 i almost it, it's like it's the question that like the the latter generation asks you know the you know the younger generation which is basically like what do you want to do with your life you know where do you want to go and it almost it's almost like it's not a bad question but it's almost as like typical a question that gets asked if like you went to a wedding and you're friends with the father of the bride and you go up to him and you're like how you doing you know it's like he doesn't really want to be asked that question but he's like you know yeah, I'll answer. Like, how do you think I'm doing? Yeah, like, exactly. Obviously. And so it's I'm like. I'm going through this season. And, I'm, <laughs> I'm, and it's, it, you do it. You yeah. Just do and it. so, you but it's. not do it. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just like our generation is is definitely very, very focused and very um, busy. And busy in the sense of like, they're doing a lot, but they're not really accomplishing a lot. If that sounds, wow. if that sounds like a thing. Because I, I, I catch myself <laughs> in this like in this perpetual cycle uh, a couple of times, which is, you know, someone will ask me like, Hey man, like how's life going and everything. And I'll just think, cause you get to a point where you're so, you're so mm-hmm. um, focused on asking other people how they doing mm-hmm. that you don't really take a time to actually kind of stop for a second and like assess how you're doing, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so it's like someone asked me, you know, how are you doing? And I answered and I didn't even like, think about what I was going to say before I said it. It just came out, which was like, I'm, I'm in that place to where it's like, I feel really busy, but I only have like one or two things going on. Mm. You know, like mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like a lot's happening, but a lot's n- n- like, there's not really much happening, mm. you know, but it's like, I've built up this construct in my mind of just blowing up the importance of what I'm working on and what I'm doing. Exaggerating. Exactly. And so I, I think like for our generation, like the, the, the beautiful thing is just channeling that, um, that diligence and that, um, (laughs) tenacity to achieve. Enthusiasm. Yeah. To, to (laughs) achieve their goals and, and their ambitions that they have. But, not at the cost of, you know, life passing them by, Oof. you know, and, yeah. and missing it. Or like living vicariously through other people. <clears throat> or rest. I think one of the, the robbers of contentment and the now is wanting to do better in your own perception of the person who's gone before you. I want to do more yeah. than what my dad did. Mm. Or I want to yeah. do more than more what my successful. grandfather did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they don't necessarily see the successes. They just... They're, but yet they are the success of the grandfather mm-hmm. and they're, they're, they are the success of the father, mm. but yet they're on their new, they're on that next level playing field. Cause you guys have already started on our shoulders. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so you're going that much far beyond us. Uh, we're not done by any means. We're, mm. we are cheering you on. We are doing this thing together, mm. but it's a rob. It robs of joy. It robs of 
uh, of peace of of the now and, mm-hmm. and and what God's doing now. There's a book that Becca uh, was telling us about, and then another girl, sweet girl, was telling us about that I I got a hold of, and it's called the ruthless elimination of hurry. Yeah. And uh, is that John got, Mark Comer? Yes, I've I got my notes there. in the other room. Right? <laughs> but like that. but it's something that Zach was saying. It's yeah. just we yeah. exaggerate the. The, the need the of what's going on right now when it, when you when you release it down and you think about it it's it's one or two items you know it's not it's not overbearing <laughs> and and if it's got if, if we're doing what God wants us to do it'll yeah. never be overbearing it'll mm-hmm. never You're be right. overwhelming mm-hmm. yeah. we'll never burn out yeah we've just got to look and see what's in our wheelbarrow yes. oh years ago i read this yes. this analogy it was so Sorry. good it was in um being a mary in a martha world yes. and i forget the author but the book is wonderful and it's for men and women but this analogy was this you know this young christian was on its way with a wheelbarrow god said hey can you take up these few things to the mm-hmm. top of the mountain and i'll mm-hmm. i'll meet you up there you know i'll be with you the whole way but but mm-hmm. you know your rewards up there sure i can do this so the yeah. so the, the the young person starts out oh this is great this is great and then it turns it turns a bend and oh there's there's sister so and so you know you know hey hey i i i'm where what are you doing oh i'm taking these these two items up to the mountain in my wheelbarrow oh great i i i've got a few things can you take these on up with you because i'll i'll be I, I need to get them up there too but i just can't do it right now okay. oh sure 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 so we're so accommodating and we say yes 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 and then the next bin there's there's tom and oh oh i'll take your stuff too because i'm it, it's just it's just right up the right up the road, and here I go, and you mm-hmm. know where the story's going. So halfway up the road, I'm hitting uh, mm-hmm. uh, potholes, and and my my load's getting heavier. I'm sweating. I'm like, ooh, this is a lot harder than what I thought. You know, it started yeah. out pretty easy, mm-hmm. but then by the you know three three quarters of the way up, I hit I hit another rock <clears> in the road, and my whole <throat> wheelbarrow falls over, and my mm-hmm. whole load is upset, and I'm burnt out, mm-hmm. and I'm frustrated, mm-hmm. and the Lord comes to, 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 I kept saying me, but the Lord comes to the, to the person and goes, what's going on? Why are you frustrated? Why are you mad at me? Yeah. You know, because God, this is too hard. I can't do this anymore. Uh-huh. Living for you is just, I just can't do it, and God's like, well, wait, 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 let me look at what, what's in your wheelbarrow. Mm. Well, what's this? I didn't put this in there. Well, that was from Tom. Well, what's this? So I didn't put this in there. Well, that was from sister Ooh, so-and-so. Yeah. You know, I didn't put these extra things in mm. your wheelbarrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then once he takes out all the identified mm-hmm. flying mm-hmm. objects mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that, that I put in there out of the goodness of my heart, because I was cheery and I can do this. Mm-hmm. And then I start, start up again. I'm like, wait a minute, I can do this. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is easy. Yes. And that's where that scripture comes in. It's my yoke, my is, easy. yoke is easy. My yeah, burden, burden is light. God's <clears throat> never going to overdo us. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the me factor mm-hmm. in, that, in that scenario. I, well, I can do it. I want to bless you. Yeah. I want to yeah. do this. We have to learn the beautiful two-letter word, no. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we just have to make sure what we're doing is God and not good. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's Not also just good. well, it's good. No, no, is it God? Yeah, there's also the you know the um, just conception that people have like put it in a put it in a worship context, and people like look at the passion of the worshiper is a reflection of the freedom, which is not always the case. You know, we we tend to look at those things and be like, wow, they're really passionate, so they must be really free, mm. but 
sometimes it's like people, you know, we, we, we don't know the whole story, you know, and, and maybe we look at someone who leads worship, but they're a little more like reserved in their emotions or they're a little more straightforward. And we kind of equate that as to, oh, there's walls that need broken down. <laughs> and it's like, no, not necessarily the mm-hmm. case, you know, it's like, so we can't equate freedom with emotion mm-hmm. just the same as we can't equate faithfulness with how busy you are, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. they're doing a lot, like, you could you could be on staff at a church and your schedule is you know you can't schedule anything between now and you know next august you know because you're running around doing stuff and you can do it in the name of the lord but i love the analogy that mom you brought up of um you know mary and martha you know is mary was known for sitting at the feet of Jesus. And that was the picture of faithfulness. We could look at Martha and say, well, she was being faithful to serve the master. Mm -hmm. But I love how, um, I love it how uh, Eric Gilmore brings out. um, And he, he had talked about how the Bible doesn't even take one sentence to even tell us the significance of what Mary was, or what Martha was doing. Like it just said that she was, yeah. you know, prepping, that she was, you know, doing this and whatever. Busy. Yeah, she was busy. Mm-hmm. It didn't even take a moment to really say she was giving, you know, of her mm-hmm. heart, you know, and all this kind of stuff. Like it literally just points to Mary, Martha was busy, but Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. Martha was the picture of faithfulness. And she was the one that in Martha's eyes wasn't doing anything. Yeah. yeah. You know, and so I think yeah. that we can't have these preconceived ideas on, well, this is what faithfulness looks like. Instead, it's pulling yourself back and looking at Jesus and being like, he is the picture of faithfulness. He's the picture of longevity because in, at, its, at its, the basic core principle of faithfulness is longevity. It's it's a drawn out process. It's not something that's yeah. you know yeah. overnight and boom you're faithful. You know it's right. like yeah. it's well, something it's like trust. that it takes time exactly. And so as you continue to work on that, and and I look at Jesus and he was faithful to minister to people. He was faithful in many areas. He was faithful to minister to people. He was faithful to go and be with his father. And one thing that I find the most important key that Jesus shows me on being faithful is no matter where. He was, there he was. You know, when he was feeding the 5,000, he wasn't, man, I need to hurry up and feed these 5,000 because I want to go spend time with my father. Or, yeah, man, yeah. I want to finish spending time with my father because I got to get to the other side to Capernaum and, and minister to the people over there. No, it's like mm-hmm. he was always where he was. Mm-hmm. And then when he had fulfilled where he was, wow. then he was like, yeah, father, Here's where I'm going. Or, you know, he would go and withdraw, spend time with his father. And I believe that's where the Lord was. That's where his father was telling him, I want you to wait for the disciples to get in the boat. Once they're halfway across, I want you to start walking on water. And once they see you, I want you to reveal yourself to them in a new way. Step in the boat. Boom, you're in Capernaum. And then start doing your thing. So it sounds like faithfulness is saying, I only do what my father tells me to do yeah i only say what yes. my father's telling exactly. me to say yeah becoming more jesus like mm-hmm. is the faithfulness here's just a few quotes from that book that i talked about a moment ago that hurry is not of the devil hurry is the devil boom mm. and it's that's big. and that's big. but I know, I know we're trying to keep it on faithfulness but that's it you can you can mm-hmm. wane in your 
faithfulness when you get all twisted up in your yeah in your yeah. thinking and timing yeah. and and it's not to say that being busy <clears throat> is not of God. You know, it's it's not to say that when you're in a crunch or you've got to get something done and you're moving, you're in a rush. It's not saying that being in a rush or being in a hurry is is anti kingdom. <laughs> right. It, what it is saying is essentially when you get so busy and you get so in a in a rush to where you take your eyes off of him and you're and you're focused on this to where you're like, well, I gotta hurry and and go here because I gotta get my pastor his morning coffee or I have to go and do this or I have to go and do that. I have to go and set this up for people to come in. You seem like you, you turn into a gatekeeper leading people to a treasure you can't possess. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, to where it's like, here, let me mm-hmm. pave the way for you to experience Jesus. And I'm just, but you yourself, stand, yeah, but you're mm-hmm. depleting yourself. So yeah. a healthy, busy is one that actually prepares the way, like John. John was yeah. busy for the kingdom, he was mm-hmm. preparing the way, but then he took part in the joys of Jesus when Jesus came. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like the Savior passed him by. And he was just like, okay, you know, yeah. like John was like, all right, I've, I know my place. My place is for him to increase and for me to decrease. And I'm going to continue doing what I've been called to do. But at, at that, I'm going to point people to the answer. And I'm even going to continue being fed by the answer. Right. So I think that that's just. It also something. sounds like the word peace would be equi- equivalent with, you know, faithfulness. Go ahead, babe. Your oh. notebook is open. So you look like you have something. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, it wasn't really going in this direction. Dad's but, just so sitting there bobbing and weaving. Uh, well, then bring it back over. No, I just, you know, you were, you were talking earlier, Becca, about how uh, it made me think of this, about how, you know, people um, people who are waiting for, and this came out, you know, in, in V Group the other night, how people, you know, what do they do while they're waiting they want God. They want to see God open up something for them, and it reminded me of a lot of the Bible students uh, where I grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma. A lot of the Bible school students, you know, that were going to Bible school, some of them wouldn't get involved in different ministries or in contributing in different areas because they were waiting for a phone call, waiting for, you know, God to open Man. up a big opportunity for yeah. them. And one thing I noticed about the disciples, every disciple that Jesus chose, was doing something yeah they were fishing they were collecting taxes they were uh you know they were a doctor they all all of them had careers that they were already involved in Mm -hmm. and when he called them and so you're already called Mm -hmm. you're supposed to be doing something because your calling will find you yeah only if you're doing something (laughs) oh that is good. <laughs> Think about it, because if you're not doing anything, yeah. let me let me read to you the scripture. I I've found this. And it was in the Passion Translation, but it it is it's a great scripture. And uh, Proverbs twenty four verse thirty says, "One day I passed by, by the field of the lazy man, and I noticed the vineyards of the slacker. I observed nothing but thorns, uh, weeds, and broken down walls. So I considered their lack of wisdom, and I pondered the lesson." I could learn from this. Professional work habits prevent poverty from becoming your permanent business partner. Mm. And if you put off until tomorrow work that you could do today, tomorrow seems to never come. Mm. And so I so I feel like there there is just this that's yeah. good. There is this uh there's this 
these people that are waiting. Well, I'm waiting for my call. Mm. You know, I'm waiting, waiting, I'm waiting for, for ship to come waiting in. for God to open this door. Mm-hmm. And you remember um, Ananias and Sapphira. You remember when Peter, you know, they lied and 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 God struck him down, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it says that the there were the feet of these young men that came in to bury them, mm-hmm. and they carried them out and they buried them. And I don't know about you, I've done some pretty what I consider low end jobs at the church or in ministry. But I've never had to dig a hole and put somebody in it, mm-hmm. you know, burying somebody. That's well. Shortly after this, you remember the widows. There was an issue with the widows, mm-hmm. you know, and they said choose some wise men, choose some noble men to take care of the widows. And the people that they chose, two of them were Stephen and Philip. And the interesting thing was, is that these were potentially the young men who yeah. buried. Ananias and Sapphira. Whoa. These were because these were men that were already doing something in ministry. Yes. They were waiting. What can I do? How yeah. can I be involved? Mm-hmm. What can I be a part of? Yeah. And I think people miss that opportunity to, to sow seed mm-hmm. where they're at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they don't want to get involved in this over here. I don't mm-hmm. want to. I don't want to. I don't want to commit myself yeah. to this. I don't want to go here. in too deep over here. Yes. What if I have to back I out? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's when like, I think ooh, about you won't miss when, it when you're serving. When I think about when I was a millennial, mm-hmm. some some of the things I think <gasps> the enemy is a long time ago. Millennial dad. <laughs> but the interesting thing is that, that <laughs> you were never a millennial. <laughs> okay. That would have been you were never a millennial. But all those years ago, I can't ago, wait to be a baby. Boomer. When I was a young man, <laughs> my word. I'm sorry. It's a can I can I get my sentence out? I'm trying to finish a sentence here. <laughs> so when so when I was young man and. And and I, it was like the enemy tried to deceive me with, you're going to miss out on something. Mm. If you do this over here, you're going to miss out on this over here. Right. Well, let me tell you something. The world is rotating, and you're missing a whole lot of stuff <laughs> right now, no matter what you're doing. Can't do it all. No. Yeah. But what I don't want to miss is God's will for me in that moment. Right now. Mm-hmm. And if there's a need, there's something that I can do yeah. today then I'm going to step up and do it, and my call mm-hmm. will find me. Yeah. Yes. I have something to back what you're saying. Wait, yeah. do you have more? No. Okay. Are you a millennial? I was back going it. back. Okay. I'm an actual millennial. <laughs> That's my generation. Um, okay, so I was talking to my friend the other <clears throat> night, and it was so good. Um, we were talking about... Actually, let me go back to you know, being faithful in your spot, serving another person's vision, even when you may have, you know, a vision on your heart that you feel like is burning and maybe you can't do it yet. Um, but the quote that this person said was the hardest work you'll do is heart work. Mm. And so you can't come on, get burnt out doing ministry. God is always working on your heart in a season in a different way. Yeah. It's always heart work. It's not, hard work that's good and so i was like oh my word that's so true like god is not just like i want you to get in here and do hard work yeah i mean you're gonna do you know naturally hard work but he's always doing hard work mm-hmm. yeah and so never think if you're serving anybody else's vision um or if even if you're at a job that you do not like your boss like don't ever think that's wasted time from the vision that god has inside of you yeah. because it's heart work 
Yeah. Yes. And God's watching how you're responding to that boss, to that coworker yeah. in the place you are right now. Other Even if you feel like God people are maybe didn't bring you to the job, he's going to watch your faithfulness where you are until the next thing. Yeah. Even if you feel like, mm, but I just came to this job because I needed a job. Like he's going to watch your faithfulness right where you're at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he'll watch it, you know, when he calls you to whatever the next thing is eventually. But don't cling to that so tightly that no, you yeah. miss the hard work now. Because yeah. I know you, you and dad have a story of where you knew hard work was supposed to happen at a time in your life. And you ended up being in a different spot that you need, than you thought. And then God spoke to your heart and said, I did exactly what I needed to in your heart here instead of there. Yeah. I mean, so God will use exactly where you're at. And yeah. I like that. Yeah, because he wants to develop in you. I heard one minister say it this way. I really liked it, that that we are more about outcome. God is about process. process. Yeah. He's about, he wants you walking toward, he wants to develop these different areas of your life and get you on that path that's going to, produce the greatest potential in you Um, and we've got to be open to that because it may be that if you're in a place right now and it's a boss that you don't like you have co-workers that you don't like you know it's a situation where you're getting rubbed your chains are getting pulled you know these things are happening maybe the rub and the chains that are being pulled are are supposed to be realization instead of frustration for you that you're supposed to grow in this and allow God to take that away from you so that your chain can't be pulled anymore and so that you can't be rubbed anymore because you're smooth. You know that God takes the rough places and he makes makes them smooth. smooth. You know, well, that includes Mm -hmm. attitudes. And what I've been realizing more and more, and I wish I would have capitalized on more opportunities in the past Mm -hmm. on this, but but every day I get opportunities to uh, walk at a greater level of love walk at a greater level of allowing God to take those rough places and chisel them down and take them off and prune me and make sure that I'm a vessel that he can use, you know, in that. And so Mm -hmm. when you begin to look at your job as, wow, this is molding for me. This is opportunity for God to shed things off of me. Um, Because... In looking at the greatest things that people have had to overcome, frustrations, uh, um, circumstances, situations, disappointments, hurt, pain, it's all been related to people mm-hmm. in their life mm-hmm. or people, you know, that were in their, yeah. in their life somehow, mm-hmm. you know, and instead of allowing all of that to create bitterness and resentment bad attitude, hurt, frustration, you know, we're supposed to allow this to develop in us the patience of God and the love of God and, you know, and and teach us how that when somebody is mad or angry or frustrated, you know, that we we walk at a greater level in our Christian walk that we don't respond the same way, but we respond. Yeah with hey man mm-hmm. and god loves you, you dude yeah and when you walk with the holy spirit um those that have the indwelling of the holy spirit which we were all gifted the holy spirit when we received <clears throat> jesus in our heart you will be warned you literally he will get you ready for your day i remember going to um to church one morning driving and 
instead of just my confessions, I felt to say, I thank you, Lord, no matter what is said or done to me today, I choose to forgive. Like mm-hmm. I'm unoffendable. And I don't say that daily, like mm-hmm. in my daily, you know, or in my weekly confessions. Um, but I just felt that morning to say it. Mm-hmm. And who knew, but the Holy Spirit, that like <laughs> yeah. an hour later, offense came up. And wow. it was not necessarily on my part, but it was like, it could like it sort of could have been. Mm-hmm. And then it was like me trying to help someone else not be offended by someone else. And it was just a bit confusing. And I was like, literally the Holy Spirit just reminded me, I prompted you, like I got you mm. ready. And so you knew to not be offended. Like yeah. you knew to not take it. And so he will, as you just give him your day, he'll lead and guide you. It's not that he'll be like, make sure offense doesn't happen or come and come right. at work. No, he knows what's coming at work that day. So if you're staying open to the Holy Spirit, he'll show you in your heart, hey, watch yourself. You know, mm-hmm. he'll like, it's almost like um, a coach. in a football game or a basketball game like he'll give you cues on what he sees coming um so it's not that he'll you know go before you and change their attitude because they're their own person with their own will right but he gives you the option to change yours so when you walk in you are graced to be to let those things roll and realize thank you holy spirit you knew that was coming and i was ready Mm-hmm. I was ready to be in love and yeah. not be extra prickly today or anything. Mm, that's you know? so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fa- faithfulness is is such a key in this. And when you're faithful to it, God can develop in you what He needs to develop. You know, it's through it's through faithfulness. It's through that consistency. And I heard I heard a story just recently. Todd White was sharing about this woman that was in this restaurant, and he happened to be in the same restaurant, and his server was serving this woman too, but nobody wanted to serve this woman. She she came in every day, and she always complained about her meal. She was complaining about it again. There was nothing that they could do to please her, and and they were giving her a free meal. Well, Todd said, "Well, give me the ticket. I, I want to pay for her meal." And they said, "No, you you don't you should you don't want to do that." And he said, "No, I really want to do that." Well, so let me jump forward. He he finally went over and spoke to this lady after several other things happened. He, and he took the waiter with him, and he said, I don't want to go over there. And he said, yeah, yeah. He said, let's go over and talk to her. And he said, hey, ma'am. He said, and she said, yes. He said, hey, I, my name is Todd. He said, and, uh, and the waiter said, he paid for your meal. And she goes, well, why would you do that? And, I mean, and she was a little put out that he paid for her meal because <laughs> she got it for free. And, and he, said, he said, well, ma'am, he said, he said, do you have pain in your spine? Do you have something going on with your spine? And he said, she burst into tears. And she started crying <laughs> because she'd had major surgery on her spine, and it was no better, and she was in constant pain. Mm-hmm. And so she always was had rough edges because if she was in more pain. And when she started crying, the lady next to her, uh, got teary-eyed, and she said, you don't understand you know, she, the kind of pain that she goes through, and re- today it's really bad. Mm-hmm. And, and he said, he said, ma'am, I, I want to pray. Can I pray for you? Mm-hmm. And he said, the Lord's the one that told me about her, uh, your spine because she asked him, how, how did you know? He said, it's, it's Jesus. You know? And so he prayed for her, and God healed mm-hmm. this woman's mm-hmm. back. And now she's bawling, and she, but she's smiling. Yeah. And she said, I can't believe it. I've never, I haven't, I haven't had a day where I haven't had pain. And now I don't, I don't have any pain. Her friend started crying. The waiter said, what is going on? I'm yeah. totally, you yeah. know. But the thing, that, the thing that reached out to me, because we just came from a quorum court meeting 
uh, to do this broadcast. And, and, and when we were in the quorum court meeting, I began to look at different people because it was pretty tense tonight. There's some issues going on that, that there's a lot of people coming and, and, you know, there's a lot of attitudes, um, you know, and all these things are going on. And one guy got up to speak and I could tell, you know, just in him that he was, he had been pretty bent out of shape. And this is a guy that had sent some really mean emails and that kind of thing. And, and I just began to, I said, God, thank you for helping me love the way Jesus would love this man right now. Yeah. Thank you for that. Because I think that's what faithfulness does is it's not willing to let relationships go. It's not willing to allow yourself to be turned off because of how somebody has treated somebody else or how somebody has treated you. Mm-hmm. But it's the, the faithfulness to press in and press past and yeah. love people mm-hmm. where they're at and exactly. allow the Holy Spirit to have free reign in you to be able to minister to that person yeah. the way they need ministry because I think mm-hmm. we're missing opportunities. I know I've missed opportunities because I've allowed it to create a bad attitude in me instead of mm-hmm. take control, yeah. allow the Holy Spirit to take control of my, give him my attitude <laughs> and, right. Right. and allow him to open the door for me to minister to people instead of yeah. mm-hmm. just get upset because, you know, they're not acting the way I think. I think sometimes we're trying to deal with the behavior instead of allow the Spirit of God to flow through as a minister to their spirit, yeah. which will change their attitude. Yeah, absolutely, and change the situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this woman, <laughs> the waiter said, he goes, he goes, well, you don't understand. He said, she, nobody has wanted to serve her. She has been terrible to work with. And, mm-hmm. and so Todd looked at him. And he said. I don't think she's going to be terrible anymore. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. she's going to have a different attitude when she yeah. comes in, you know. Dad, yeah. do you want to pray yeah. us out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I would love to and and maybe maybe you're listening to this, maybe you've been dealing in your own heart with a bad attitude or you've allowed things to rub you wrong because you've been battling in the flesh. Maybe you're like I've been and and you've just dealt with things in the flesh instead of allowing the spirit of God to work in you so that his love can flow through you if that's you i want to pray for you so father right now we as a family we agree for every person listening to this broadcast lord that you would minister to them lord we submit ourselves to the holy spirit and lord we allow you to work in our hearts lord i pray Lord, for every person listening, Lord, that they would find a new passion and a new zeal to dive into your word, to to surrender to the Holy Spirit so the Holy Spirit has free reign. And Lord, that every person listening to this radio, this podcast would, would understand their identity and they would never allow sin against them to develop sin in them. But instead, they would flow in the Holy Spirit and they would the Holy Spirit would have free reign to minister to other people, to heal the sick, and and to cast out devils, and to flow through them. So, Father, we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, for for faithful people, for people realizing the importance and the power of faithfulness. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you guys for joining. And be checking out the Conversation Podcast for more episodes coming soon. Thanks for listening to The Conversation. 
For more episodes, feel free to subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search The Conversation. Thanks again for listening.